0: Hey there, this is Nathan Agin with The Working Actor's Journey. Hope you're doing well. And today we have a scene presentation, final presentation, from one of our previous workshops of Troilus and Cressida, Shakespeare's uh, play. And uh, you will hear uh, James Newcomb uh, as the director, uh, Ross Helwig as Troilus, Sapna Kumar as Cressida, and Marcelo Tubert as Pandarus. Uh and uh yeah so this was a great scene we had a lot of fun with it uh this was from our uh workshop series in October uh and uh, the other reason I'm putting this out today uh is because we've opened registration uh we're now calling it the rehearsal room and so there's a series of classes or or groups that you can sign up for and it's the same format uh there are professional actors, professional directors, and coaches uh, available for you to work on a scene. Or uh if you just want to have an audience pass and observe everything, uh you can do that too. There's also uh a private coaching if you want to sign up for that. So there's a number of different options, uh, and you can check them all out at workingactorsjourney.com slash rehearsal room. And very important, uh, we have a 20% early barred discount. Uh, through Sunday, March 21st, uh, you can go and save 20% on any of the levels uh, the uh, unlimited pass, the private coaching, the scene immersion, or the text voice deep dive. Uh, so, you know, if you know you want to be part of this, you know, grab your spot right now. We have limited spaces for each group. Uh, only four actors can sign up uh, per group. Uh, so those spots might fill up quickly. And uh, if you want to save some money at the same time, uh, check it out now workingactorsjourney.com slash rehearsal room I, again wanted to share this final presentation so you get a real good insight as to what goes on um you know even in four weeks uh and probably perhaps after four weeks you know you still hear uh there's a lot of fun these actors this group is having um they're still exploring the scene they're still doing different things with it they're still trying things uh and uh you know, because of technology, there are a couple of uh, blips and glitches, and, and that's okay. We roll with it. Uh, but but most importantly, I think you'll hear, or I hope you'll hear, that uh, the text really comes through very clearly. And that's something, obviously, they they worked on and they had the opportunity to work on. Um there is a moment uh, towards the end of the scene where they, there is a, a physical kind of bit where uh, Cressida uh, pulls Troilus uh, off stage, so obviously you won't be able to see that. But, but that's what's going on. And they kind of worked at, you know, tech, technically how they could do that on this platform. Um, but, uh, but again, I, I mean, it's such a, a wonderful group of people. Um, you know, Jamie has, you know, over 14 seasons working at Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Um, Marcelo is a very established actor. Gideon, uh, the, uh, Gideon Rappaport, the dramaturg, you know, he's been doing this work for years and years. Uh, Ross, uh, has been on a number of stages in Southern California playing a lot of classical leads. She Shakespeare and and otherwise. So it it was a wonderful experience. uh, And uh, I hope you'll consider joining us for the next round of The Rehearsal Room. We have uh, five different groups you can join. They're all different days of the week, times. uh, So you can check that out again at workingactorsjourney.com slash rehearsal room. And most importantly... Again, there is an early barred discount of 20% off. You can save 20% off any of the levels uh, through Sunday, March 21st. So if you're listening to this before the 21st uh, and you want to join, uh, get in there. We have, we have great groups, directors, uh, Jeffrey Wade, Elizabeth Swain, Gigi Birmingham, James Newcomb, who you'll hear uh, in this uh, presentation, uh, and Brendan Fox. So all of them have done great work. Uh, in and around theaters around the country, some internationally. And so we're very lucky and fortunate to have them uh, as part of the rehearsal room experience. So with that, uh, I hope you enjoy this presentation of Troilus and Cressida. Maybe it's a play that you weren't otherwise familiar with. Uh, you'll get a little bit more of an insight into these characters. Uh, and again, the conversations that these groups have, you know, understanding the play, learning about the play, learning about their characters, uh, it's really wonderful, a great way to dive uh, really deep into this material in a way that few people ever get the chance to do, especially with this caliber of talent. So that's it. Hope you're doing well. Take care and enjoy Troilus and Cressida. Uh, let me turn it over to uh, Jamie Newcomb and, uh, you know, he'll, uh, he'll share a little bit about uh, the director's process and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Hey, everybody. Um, wish I could see you. (laughs) Uh, This has been a joy to work on for the last uh, uh, three weeks or so, uh, including tonight. Um, I always feel that uh, whenever I am working on uh, a piece, uh, uh, whether it's a a full production or a scene or whatever, that uh, it's an ongoing process, um, that it is always in the process of becoming. And there's always something else to be found. Um, it's one of the glories of Shakespeare is that uh, it is always giving and there's always something to be mined. And so uh, with these uh, three people, uh, four, including Gideon, the dramaturg, uh, it has been a joy to try and mine as much as we could out of this scene and have the luxury of the time uh, to do that. And. Um, and, you know, it, because it's just, as I told them on the first day, because it, it's only the uh, the five of us, uh, it can't help but be nothing but definitive. <laughs> because uh, any other group that does this scene, that would be definitive, too. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we're going to think of it as, a, as an ongoing rehearsal. And uh, you're going to see the state of the work as it is to date.
0: All right, and uh, thank you so much, Jamie, and uh, now we have uh, Gideon to share a little bit more and bring you guys into the world of the play.
2: I'm just going to give a couple of words about the background of this play. It's um, an old story that everybody knew, and Shakespeare decides to treat it in order to use the ancient Greek war between Troy and uh, the Greeks as a... Uh, instance of a collapsing civilization. What does it look like when civilization dies? Um, the play is, in, is to be categorized as a satire. It's not a tragedy, not a comedy, not a history. It's his only satire. And it's about the fall of the ancient civilization and what it would look like. The, um, the world is divided in two, the Trojans and the Greeks. Um, and the Thersites character has the tag for the play, nothing but war and lechery. So that's what's going on around the two lovers. The two lovers represent the two sides in the conflict between the Greeks and the Trojans. The Trojans represent a a stupid and foolish idealism, and the Greeks represent cynicism and detachment. Um, And so the lovers have seen each other before from a distance, but this is the first time they will have been together in the same place. They are brought together by Cressida's uncle, Pandarus. Um, and this is the first time they're seeing each other and we're seeing them together. Um, that's about all I want to say as background. And so now enjoy uh, Troilus and Cressida, Act 3, Scene 2.
3: Here he comes. <laughs> How now? How now? Have you seen my cousin? No, Pandress. I stalk about her door like a strange soul upon the Stygian banks,
4: staying for waftage. Oh, be thou my Karen, and give me swift transportance to those fields where I may wallow in the lily beds proposed for the deserver.
3: Oh, gentle Pander, from Cupid's shoulder, pluck his painted wings and fly with me to Crescent. Walk here in the orchard. I'll bring her straight. Expectation
4: whirls me round. The imaginary relish is so sweet that it enchants my sense. What will it be when that the watery palate taste indeed loves thrice repured nectar? Death, I fear me. Swooning destruction, or some... Joy too fine, too subtle potent, tune too sharp in sweetness for the capacity of my ruder powers. I fear it much, and I do fear besides that I shall lose distinction in my joys as doth a battle when they charge on heaps, the enemy flying.
3: She's making her ready. She'll come straight. You must be witty now. She does so blush and fetches her wind so short as if she were frayed with a spirit. (laughs) I'll fetch her. Oh, it is the prettiest villain. She fetches her breath as short as a new-taken sparrow. (laughs) (sighs) Ha even such a passion doth embrace my bosom.
4: My heart beats thicker than a feverish pulse, and all my powers to the bestowing lose, like... "'vassalage at unawares encountering the eye of
3: majesty. "'Come, come. What need you blush? Shame's a baby. "'Here she is now. Swear the old snout to her "'that you have sworn to me. "'What? What? Are, are you gone again? "'You must be watched Are you be made tame, must you? "'Come your ways, come your ways!' And you draw backward, we'll put you in the fills. <laughs> she has disappeared. Has she not? Do we need to stop here?
5: Can you- Marcella,
3: can you see her? Can you see I me? can, but I couldn't see her for a very, very long time. Okay, she's on the screen now. Oh, I see her now. Okay. <laughs> so we're just going to go back to the top. Where do you want us to go from, Jamie?
1: Yeah. Uh, can we go back to the top of your that speech? Uh, yes. Pandora's come, come, what need you blush?
3: Yes. Uh,
1: what You froze, uh, Marcelo, and that's froze? why you had a delay. You froze and there was a delay.
3: Oh, uh, and, f- you, and so I never saw her. Right.
1: Yeah, that, that's why. That, that, uh, that's why. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, Ross, if you saw him freeze, but hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you this was our result. <laughs> I saw him freeze too. He did freeze. So, right. if, we can, if we can, actually, let's take it from uh, uh, um, uh, Troilus. Can we take it from uh, Even Such a Passion? Sure. Doth Embrace My Bosom. We'll take it from that beat uh, okay. after pa- pa- Pandras has exited, and then we'll we'll go into the next beat. All right? Sounds good. Yep. All right. <laughs>
4: Even such a passion doth embrace my bosom. My heart beats thicker than a feverish pulse, and all my powers do the bestowing lose, like vassalage at unawares encountering the eye of majesty.
3: Come, come, what need you blush? Shame's a baby. Here she is now. Swear the oaths now to her that you have sworn to me. What? Are are you gone again? You must be watched, or you be made tame, must you? Come your ways, come your ways. And if you draw backward, we'll put you in the (laughs) fills.
0: Why do you not speak to her?
3: Come, draw this curtain, and let's see your picture. (sighs) Alas, the day! How loath you are to offend daylight, and toward dark... You'd close sooner, so, so, rub on and kiss the mistress. Uh, how now, a kiss in Fee Farm. Bill there, carpenter, the air is sweet. Nay, you shall fight your hearts out ere I part you, the falcon as the tersel, <laughs> for all the ducks in the river. Go to, go to. You have bereft me of all words, lady. Words pay no debts. Give her deeds. But she'll bereave you of the deeds, too, if she call your activity in question. (laughs) What? Billing again? (laughs) Here's in witness whereof the parties interchangeably. (laughs) Come in, come in. I'll go get a fire.
5: Will you walk in, my lord?
4: O Cressid, how often have I wished me thus?
5: Wished, my lord? The gods grant, Oh, my lord.
4: What should they grant? What makes this pretty abruption? What too curious drag espies my sweet lady in the fountain of our love?
5: More dregs than water if my fears have eyes.
4: Fears make devils of cherubins. They never see truly.
5: Blind fear, that seeing reason leads, finds surer footing than blind reason, stumbling without fear. To fear the worst oft cures the worst.
4: Oh, let my lady apprehend no fear. In all Cupid's pageant there's presented no monster.
5: nor nothing monstrous neither.
4: Uh, nothing but our undertakings, when we vow to weep, seas, live in fire... Eat rocks, tame tigers Thinking it harder for our mistress To devise imposition enough Than for us to undergo any difficulty imposed This is the monstruosity in love, lady That the will is infinite And the execution confined That the desire is boundless And the act a slave to limit
5: They say all lovers swear more performance Than they are able and yet reserve an ability that they never perform, vowing more than the perfection of ten, and discharging less than the tenth part of one. They that have the voice of lions and the act of hares, are they not monsters?
4: Are there such? Such are not we. Praise us as we are tasted. Allow us as we prove. Our head shall go bare till merit crown it. Yet no perfection in reversion shall have a praise in present. We will not name desert before his birth and being born. His addition shall be humble. Few words to fair faith. Troilus shall be such to Cressid as what envy can say worst shall be a mock for his truth. And what truth can speak truest Not truer than Troilus.
5: Will you walk in, my lord? What? Blushing still? Have you not done talking yet? Well, uncle, what folly I commit, I dedicate to you.
3: (laughs) I thank you for that. If my lord get a boy of you, you'll give him me. True to my lord. If he flinch, chide me for it. You know your hostages? My uncle, Your uncle's word and my firm faith. Nay, I'll give my word for her, too. Our kindred, though they be longer, they they be wooed. They are constant being one. They are burrs, I can tell you. (laughs) They'll stick where they are thrown.
5: (laughs) Boldness comes to me now and brings me heart. Prince Troilus, I have loved you night and day for many weary months.
4: Why was my crescent then so hard to win?
5: Hard to seem one, but I was one, my lord. From the first glance that ever, pardon me. If I confess much, you will play the tyrant. I love you now, but till now, not so much what I might master is. In faith I lie, my thoughts were like unbridled children grown too headstrong for their mother. See, we fools, why have I planned? Who shall be true to us when we are so unsecret to ourselves? But though I loved you well, I wooed you not. And yet, good faith, I wish myself a man, or that we women had men's privilege of speaking first. Bid me, hold my tongue, for in this rapture I shall surely speak the thing I shall repent. See, see your silence? cunning in dumbness from my weakness draws my very soul of counsel stop my mouth
4: and shall albeit sweet music issues thence
5: (laughs) pretty in faith (laughs) my lord I do beseech you pardon me T'was not my purpose thus to beg a kiss. I am ashamed. Oh, heavens, what have I done? For this time will I take my leave, my lord.
3: Your leave, sweet Cresset. Leave? And you take leave till tomorrow morning. Will you do, contend you. What offends you, lady?
5: Sir, mine own company.
4: Why, you <laughs> cannot shun yourself.
5: <laughs> Let me go and try. I have a kind of self that resides with you, but an unkind self that itself will... Leave to be another's fool. I would be gone. Where is my wit? I know not what I speak.
4: Well know they what they speak that speak so wisely.
5: Perchance, my lord, I show more craft than love, and fell so roundly to a large confession, to angle for your thoughts. You are wise, or else you love not, For to be wise and love exceeds man's might. That dwells with gods above.
4: Oh, I thought it could be in a woman as if it can, I will presume in you, to feed for A her lamp and flames of love, to keep her constancy in plight and youth, outliving beauties outward with a mind that doth renew swifter than blood decays, or that persuasion could but thus convince me that my integrity and truth to you might be affronted with the match and weight of such a winnowed purity in love. How were I then uplifted? But alas, I am as true as truth simplicity, and simpler than the infancy of truth.
5: In that, I'll war with you.
4: Oh, virtuous fight, when right with right, worse, who shall be most right? True swains in love shall in the world to come approve their truth by Troilus. When their rhymes, full of protest, of oath, and big compare, want similes, truth tired with iteration, as true as steel, as plantage to the moon, as sun to day, as turtle to her mate, as iron to adamant, as earth to the center, yet After all comparisons of truth as truth's authentic author to be cited. As true as Troilus shall crown up the verse and sanctify his numbers.
5: Prophet may you be. If I be false or swerve a hair from truth. When time is old and hath forgot itself. When water drops have worn the stones of Troy. And blind oblivion swallowed cities up. And mighty states characterless are grated to dusty nothing. Yet let memory from false to false among false maids in love upbraid my falsehood. When they've said as false as air, as water, wind or sandy earth, as fox to lamb or wolf to heifer's calf, hard to the hind or stepdame to her son. Yea, let them say, to stick the heart of falsehood as false as Cressid
3: Go to a bargain maid.
5: Seal it, seal it.
3: I'll be the witness. Here I hold your hand, here my cousins. If ever you prove false to one another, since I have taken such pains to bring you together... Let all pitiful goers between be called to the world's end after my name. Call them all panders. Let all constant men be troiluses, all false women cressids, and all brokers between panders. Say amen. Amen.
5: Amen.
4: Amen.
3: I will show you a chamber with a bed, which bed, because it shall not speak of your pretty encounters, press it to death. (laughs) Away! (sighs) And Cupid grant all tongue-tied maidens here bed, chamber, pander to provide this gear.
1: (laughs) Yay! Nicely done, guys. Thank you. Nicely done.
3: Very nice. Very well, nice. Except for one little glitcho.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's the world we live in, you know, but that, that's okay.
3: And, of course, you know, you you blame it on everybody else. Everybody yeah. That throws, I go like, where did, why didn't she make her entrance? <laughs> I,
1: saw Jonathan, I saw Jonathan Price in a production of Miss Saigon at the Royal Court Theater in London. And uh, they had these massive wagons that came in, right, for Bangkok. And they did the whole ba- Bangkok number. And then they started moving out, and it got stuck. And this poor girl was in a cage, like, just trying to you – know, and they tried to fill. They eventually had to come out with crowbars and tear the thing oh, out. No. And the, the show stopped for 40 minutes. Oh, well, they, my. They, wow. they, they tore it, basically tore it apart so that they could go on. And, uh, you know, so – that's that's
3: part this of was the my, this was a minor glitch in comparison.
5: <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think I might have frozen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm on the Ethernet, so yeah. I, 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 you just you <laughs> wonder, you wonder, makes you wonder.
5: Yes,
1: yes. So aside, aside from that, yes. Uh, how did that feel? How how, how how was that for you guys?
3: You know, I, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about has been making more sense. And then Jamie, you and I had that conversation on Monday and that, that little beat, uh, about the falcon, um,
1: and the trencher uh, and the, uh, for all the ducks For all the
3: ducks. Yeah. Right. And I, that makes all, oh, it made sense to me today. You know, it was, uh, it was, uh, the, 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 the falcon is a tersal. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so for me, it was, there was just a, it, it just has been growing. And so today was just a little, another step, I think, uh, hopefully in the, in the right direction of this man who's so enjoying what he's doing. Um, and yeah,
1: you know, it's it, you're just in the format of of Zoom. It, it, it's so limited. Mm-hmm. It's so awkward because you know how, you know, I mean, I, I told you guys that uh, off, at least I, I, when I saw it, uh, um, mm-hmm. Many years ago. And when we did it, we had it was a triangle, you know, we had Troilus and Cressida with the distance and Pander at the top of the triangle, you know, who was yeah, and you can get that visual, you know, you can get them to finally get together when they make those oaths, you know, her breaking away and you know all, all of the physical things that you can do on stage it', it, it we're just limited here I mean I actually thought the dip kiss went pretty well I if, thought I was so to too. Work, if I was to work on that uh, 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 some more I would have had uh let's see I'd have to go this way um, uh, Ross turn or turn this way and take her down you know so we see your hand coming in to oh, take right, it right right but I actually think that that you know was a was a nice uh, um, a way to kind of solve that problem uh, to the degree, you know, you can. Um, but I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it, uh, you know, for, for whatever, you know, I'm kind of intrigued by the form and how, you know, it's, it's so much about the language. One of the things I was thinking about while I was, while you were doing it was, you know, would it be, is it valuable to do it uh, with all the videos off? And it's just the language, Mm. you know, could you make it, make that live, make that clear with, you know, without any sub, um, you know, uh, 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 music or um, any foley, anything, but just, just the language to make that, to make this pop. (coughs) Anyway, it's, it's intriguing to me. Gideon. Um,
2: As I repeat over and over People went to hear a play, not see it. So um, if the language is there, everything else is negotiable. If the language isn't there, it doesn't matter what you do on the stage. It's not going to work. And uh, today the language was there. It was really good. It was very clear. I took maybe eight notes total, and um, I, I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, I did too. I, I think, the, I one, I think did, that yeah.
2: separation of of the characters of Troilus and Cressida, the uh, Troilus being more um, kind of young and idealistic, and Cressida being more witty and savvy and calculating, really works. And it's it's um, and it it doesn't it it uh, builds on the language rather than fighting the language.
5: So. I felt like uh, the the savviness that we worked on last Tuesday and threw in. I lost a little bit of that in the play today. Um, I think I so. think
2: I fought that at the very beginning, but then I think you picked it up again. Yeah. You picked it up, and it and when you started kind of smiling in that ironical way, that's when it really worked for me. I thought that was just right.
1: And that was okay, uh, yeah, because that was at the beginning. Of the scene, you know, uh, where you were a little more reticent anyway, and and then you started to, that that you know that uh, aspect uh, of uh, uh, toying with and playing with the implication, innuendo, you know, that we did as an exercise throughout the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, start, I, I agreed with Gideon. It started to play into it uh, as you got more comfortable being in the presence, you know, mm-hmm. of so. Yeah, I got the, I got the uh, delineation between the two of them very clearly, and I also got panders, uh like, what are you What are you talking? Why, why are you talking? Why aren't you? you know, why are you doing? <laughs> <drastic> <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, I think
2: Pandras <laughs> pleasure in bringing them together was really clear today. It was like as strong as it's been. It was good.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah, and also wondering why they're not making the move. Like, what? What? Uh, You know, and it's almost like we talked about maybe those little sizes like, hey, and and Tony, I think that that seemed to in this format to maybe be as opposed to when he's talking like this or maybe sometimes to the audience that he's going, hey, come on. What's wrong with you? Talk, Do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good bit. Yeah.
0: Nathan. Well I uh, well I was just going to cool. jump in um and uh uh quickly just remind everybody if you have any uh questions of uh, uh of, of those you see here you can just drop them in the Zoom chat um and uh I did such a great job of introducing everybody else I forgot to say hi I'm Nathan Agin. uh I'm <laughs> I'm hosting and producing uh, uh these workshops um you know but uh, that's just a minor detail like uh like the blip earlier in the scene it's like well you know we'll get over that but what well, what I love and, and I think what we've been able to uh, develop here is, you know, trying to trying to recreate that the the spontaneity and the enjoyment of being on stage that something might happen and you just kind of have to roll with it. That uh, when you're on, you know, when you're doing things live in this medium, there there can be this pressure of it has to go perfectly. And if somebody's screen freezes or we can't hear somebody, they're on mute. Um, you know, it, it just it, it can sour the experience for a lot of people, and so and for those participants too. So I think, um, I, I think the way that we've created this is just it's just an extension of the rehearsals. It's just another you know time that you guys get together and work on this. I think that allowed for the space for us to have that blip and get right back into the scene. And so I thought you guys all handled that really yeah, it, well. It, it didn't
3: even it didn't make me even sweat. You know, I just thought. Something has gone terribly wrong here. I was going to start with O oh, for a Muse of Fire, of sense of uh, just just to throw that in as a as a filler, you know. I'd you know, like that.
2: to point out that sometimes on the <laughs> stage in rehearsals or in the workroom, um, there people do scenes which are so moving and brilliant and powerful, and then they may or may not appear on the stage at some point, so that the rehearsal process can sometimes be. As moving and as powerful as as a
1: performance. I have been in shows that were unbelievably productions that were just s- astonishing in the room, in the rehearsal room, that never quite transferred, never yes. quite got on on the stage. You never got that thing. I mean, we, we probably all have, have have experienced that in one way or another. You so know what I the, think. The, go ahead Gideon. I was just
2: going to say the point is that when you're working with such a great poet as Shakespeare and you're really working on the text these these moments can happen and they can happen on the stage and they can happen in the rehearsal room they can happen on zoom um and they don't always happen but when they do it's it's as great as it ever is
1: because it's yeah, just I mean so we, we had that experience last Tuesday when we did that thing and yes. you know Suddenly, the dynamic started to pop. You know, it was, you know, what the universal Shakespeare line is: whenever anything goes wrong, like this one, you know, if, or if you're on stage and somebody doesn't, you know, make an entrance, or you go up, or something crashes behind you, or you know, somebody freezes. The universal line that can you you, you
3: is more anon. <laughs> uh, you see you should have mentioned that to us at the beginning of this rehearsals
0: more not. but i'm taking i'm taking notes
5: five, five, five. <laughs> well
0: well i would um you know i would be curious uh maybe to hear uh for anyone who'd like to share um you know this is a play that uh, most even actors, people that really love doing Shakespeare, might not be familiar with. Um, and so were there any challenges you found in terms of getting into the world of the play or any specific challenges of, you know, either as the director or uh, playing one of the parts, um, you know, that, uh, that you found you, you had to work on? And, and that's, you know, having this time has helped you, uh, you know, discover that. You know
3: well this format, I love this format that uh, we've from um, Mary Wives to this, right um, to, to these sh- shorter scenes um, that we're able to tackle a little better um, in in these four one week rehearsals um, or one day rehearsals over four weeks. Um, and in this play is so I, I find it a difficult play overall. <clears throat> this scene is actually pretty clear. And 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 straightforward. It seems that all the intentions are pretty laid out there. So, um, you know, when you when you study the rest of the play, all the re- there's so many ref in this play of that of Elizabethan times um, that are hard for us to capture. Much less in, the, <clears throat> in this scene, except for a couple little places, but they seem to go by fairly quickly. And the intent of what's happening in the scene seems to really carry, move this thing forward. Uh, so my experience with the, the language was just other than just trying to figure it out as that first step of what you're saying. It, it's much <laughs> most of the rest of this play. We lost the last sentence. Then, then it's, it's clearer than most of the rest of this play. Yes. This so, scene.
2: So one of the things that I'm always working with actors, and you all know it, is that, um, as I say, if you want the audience to mean their applause, you have to mean what you're saying. And even if the audience doesn't know exactly the reference or the term or the association, if the actor as the character means it, it, it does what you said. It goes by and it doesn't get in the way, right. and so you feel that you're having this meaningful experience. And so I I just want to encourage everybody that the more time we can spend on the text, as we have done this last week, well, four weeks, um, the richer becomes even a difficult play like Troilus and Cressida, which is, is in, may, in many ways Shakespeare's most difficult play because we have a hard time getting behind one of the assumptions of the world that make it a s- satirical play. Once, once we work that out, I think it can come across to the audience, and I think we've all seen good productions of it where it does.
1: Yeah, it, it, you're you're absolutely right. Getting the tone of this play is a difficult thing to catch capture. Yeah, you know, and and the other thing is is that it's a it's a a young play. You know, this, uh, 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 Love's Labor's Lost, uh, Two Gentlemen of Verona. You know, it, it, there's always <laughs> I always think there's a quality of shake, young Shakespeare uh, showing off. I I don't it, think that's it,
2: right. I think this is later than you're
1: saying. This is. Oh, right. I don't. I don't. I think it's earlier. No, it's <laughs> around. It's before. But there, there are elements. I mean, he may have worked on it later. You know, at, at, but there, there, there's, there's a density in this play that yeah. uh, is, is, yeah. uh, is really hard to, uh, to decipher. I mean, it. it I, I found it. when I played Thersites. You know, uh, at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival years and years ago. When. when uh, Nathan talked to me about doing this, directing this scene it was like, what did we do? What, you know because <laughs> it was like 1999 or something that that that, uh, that we did that production you know, and it was like I looked at the script and I was trying to to, to remember what it is, and it was, it was a very successful production at the, at the time you know, but it is dense it is really dense
2: It's dense. There's
0: no question about it. Well, we have our three actors on mute, which is unusual for actors to all uh, oh, be the quiet ones. Um, but uh, you know, I uh, and, and and you're under no obligation to, to you know jump in or chime in. A lot of people just like to let the work speak for itself. Um, but uh, you know, having worked on on Shakespeare before, a lot of times there can be something where you feel like oh, that really helped me understand the characters. And I know you guys talked a little bit about um, the differences between Troilus and Cressida and, and, and you know, their characteristics and all that. And do you feel like those were things that you learned during this process and Pandarus too, or did you feel like you had a good sense coming into this these characters or, or what might have helped uh, unlock some things uh, for you guys during this rehearsal process? <coughs>
5: I felt like when I read this play, I, this was one of the few plays in Sh- Shakespearean plays that I'd never read. I never tackled it. And just getting the context of the story of Troy and, and this romance sort of inserted in the middle of it. I was so overwhelmed when I first, I think I looked like a deer in headlights the first time we met, because I was like, this is way too complex, this play. But when I pulled, was able to get to this scene and, and Gideon wow. really pulled it out and brought this, the relationship between these two people, the earnestness of Troilus and the the manipulative coyness of uh, of of Cressida into context. It became very much like a lot of the other romances of other romantic scenes in Shakespeare. And uh, and another thing I haven't done any uh, Shakespearean plays for many years and nothing to be nothing to write home about either, but um, just getting back to the language and antithesis and um, just, you know, the rhyme and things that I just was all a refresher for me. I, I hadn't, I hadn't worked on, the text this deeply in a long time. And it, it was it was a wonderful refresher just working with Gideon and getting all of that and um Jamie as well. So they really helped me see the the simplicity of this scene in a very complex play. So <laughs> that's
0: great. That's
4: great to hear. Yeah I'll, I'll I'll jump in. Um it's it's uh the the very first time we met, um I, I thought it was really uh helpful the way we sort of laid down a foundation and discussed um how is how are these two young lovers and how is this scene the same and different than all of the other ingenues and and similar seeming scenes in Shakespeare you know and um uh um and 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 really kind of focusing on what are those what are those differences because so many times we see similarities um and and focusing on the 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 difference is how much of it is, is this one about front loading, getting to the bedroom instead of actually making a promise or how honest are the promises and, and uh, you know, how much are they two people just swept up and what's going on with the rest of the play going on around them. Um, And, and ultimately, you know, we made some, some really interesting uh, discoveries at the 11th hour, you know, last week that were sort of, Oh, this kind of, you know, it's, it's simpler than it seems in some ways in the execution and in the playing of it. But had we not had all of that sort of complexity and detail work before it would have, I think it would have just been simple instead of having the, the, you know, the the colors and, and, and the, the sort of nuance. Um, so, so yeah, that was sort of, that was, there was, there was a lot to kind of figure out along, along the way. Um, which was which was really great yes and an absolute luxury being able to you know visit this once a week for a couple of weeks and and you know mostly with the exception of trying to figure out how to stage it you know just looking at
0: what what the text says great um does uh, does anyone have uh, anything else they they want to share about the uh, the process? I, I will um, as you're thinking about that. I will share a couple comments that have come in. Um, someone said uh, thank you all. It was fun to hear these words again. Great job. Uh, someone else said Sopna was marvelous. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, thank you to everyone for making this happen so beautifully. Kudos for keeping art happening for us in this weird format. Uh, and uh yeah it's um it, it is fun i, I you know to, i I haven't seen too much like this where people have the opportunity to really work and and workshop things like that so i I think it's fun to see how things how people are exploring this medium um you know i i it obviously does not replace you know all being in the same place, but I think it'll be interesting to see how you know people continue to use this stuff because of course uh, it allows people from disparate parts of the world to come together and work on Shakespeare at the same time. And, um, you know, now we've seen that the technology is good enough that, you know, it can happen pretty much in real time. Uh, so at least the idea of working on the text uh, is something that uh, you don't necessarily need to be in the same place for. So that's been that's been really fun to uh, to explore and, and see how well you guys have done with this. I thought you've all done a really beautiful job and. Um, you know, as 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 actors, as artists, uh, you know, to some degree, it all comes back to the text. That you know, if, if that is really strong, you know, we can we can see whatever background each of us has, and and that's kind of secondary to the story that you know we're telling. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I
3: was going to mention just that um, the the building blocks of the. You know, I, I was only able to join for an hour for three weeks. Sure. But the, the building blocks of uh, being able to do that has been wonderful. Thinking back to the very first time we read through this, the second time we read through this and the third. And then today, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it, <laughs> you know, it has that feeling of a rehearsal. What happens in a rehearsal, right? Now, first day is the first day of school and, you know, and you do the text work and you, and you sit around, you talk about characters and you get up on your feet and you, and you start incorporating some of that as you, as you, as you build. And, and this format, uh, Nathan, that you've created, um, for me has been, it's one of the more satisfying, uh, cause I'm, I am not a, a huge fan of Zoom readings, of even Zoom readings that I'm in uh i'm just it's just not i have a hard time it's, even the material's good and the stuff it's a tough it's a tough sell for me personally but i love so as an actor this particular i feel like i'm in a rehearsal which is a very exciting part of uh, until that opening night right um of, of where you start building and so in this in having just a scene um with three or two three four characters um, we're able to kind of, kind of recreate that process and have a feel, a little bit of a feeling of freedom, uh, to make mistakes and, 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 and grow. And that's what's been for me. Uh, I, that's why, um, I've, I love doing this work with, uh, uh, with this that you've set up. Uh, uh, it's been just fabulous in that sense
0: great great to hear great to hear um, i will uh i you know i'll just mention you know since the actors have enjoyed this so much uh people watching you know we certainly hope to do this again and maybe you will be part of uh the workshop experience either as an actor or as an attendee being able to sit in on everything and i will also mention we have uh, a scene presentation uh from king lear uh tomorrow october 28th at uh, 5 p.m. pacific there's actually a couple different scenes uh, they wanted to do uh for lear and so that'll be a lot of fun um and uh, uh yeah, I'll uh, I'll just kinda open it up if there's any of the actors wanna share anything else about uh, or the director of the dramaturg about the process. Um, Your
3: sound it, is weird. Is it for anybody else? Oh, did it oh you know what some
0: sometimes here, sometimes it goes staticky. It is staticky. Yeah. All right. All right, how how far how far back should I go do I need to go? No, well we can hear you. Top. Forty forty 40 minutes, forty minutes.
1: <laughs> The top. I just want to yeah. say really quickly that how much I have enjoyed working with Ross and with Sapna and with Marcelo and uh, Nathan. Thank you for uh, including me in this. Uh, I, I, uh, I I just think it's fascinating, and I want to tell everybody out there um, if you have a chance to to listen to any of Gideon's you know uh, 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 his his talks on these. You you really should because the man is incredibly well versed, no pun intended. He's, <laughs> his experience, you know, his expertise, you know, his insight is worth its weight in gold.
3: Oh, thank you for the plug. Agreed. That's very nice. I, I piggyback on that,
0: and 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 I will yeah, and I'll add to that that the, the, the that's been one of the joys of this experience is being able to include. A dramaturg and, and somebody, uh, not somebody like Gideon, Gideon, um, that, that, that is such, the dramaturg can so often be an overlooked role in the theater. Uh, and, uh, it, it's been, re- you know, everybody can attest to how helpful it's been to, to have Gideon here and how much they add to the process. And, and again, just by the nature of, of rehearsal time, it's so fleeting and directors have so much else to do. Uh, that a lot of times it, it's not given its uh, its due weight. So um, yeah, I know I'm I'm very very grateful for everybody, including Gideon, uh, to be able to participate in this. And uh, you know I think uh, I think it's been well, a really I just, wonderful experience. I
2: just want to add that it's my great pleasure to do it and to work with actors who are so good and director who's so good that I, I just have to just make a little hint and then you take it and then I see it and then it's great. So bravo
4: to everybody. Gideon, since we we sort of build this as a a work in progress or a a rehearsal, I I noticed you said you had eight notes. Is there anything you want to just, any of those you want to just throw out there as, as, you know, that might be interesting for people to hear? Uh, There's a lot of nice things being
3: said right now. I I, I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, well, seven uh, of them are for, seven of them are for me <laughs> half a one for you and half a
2: <laughs> no, there aren't that many, and they're pretty minor but um there are a couple of twos t o instead of ta
4: those are minor. Uh,
2: those were <laughs> Troilus, two of those um slave two limit and few words two fair faith um uh, you dropped uh a word. No. Or you added a word. You said, uh, and if you draw backward, and it's just and, because and means if.
3: Yes. I uh, thought I'd make it better. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously um, not.
2: I, I only had uh, one for um, Sapna, which was, interestingly, the the line that we mentioned, who shall be true to us. No, it was it was Pandras' line we mentioned when we said, for all the ducks. For all the ducks in the river. Yes. I don't think you need to pause before for all the ducks in the river. That's a
1: throwaway line. What? Yeah, well, I gave him it that. It'll okay.
2: okay. Oh,
5: I added a that. It, um I have a, yes, I, I have a kind of stuff that resides with you. I said I have a kind of that resides with you. I remember and I, adding it going, oops.
2: Yes, I I, I, but that. I didn't I I noticed it, but I didn't take that note because it didn't change the meaning. It was fine. The only thing that I the only note I would give you is <laughs> Who shall be true to us when we are so unsecret to ourselves? Yes. I, I just didn't get the antithesis. And your voice went up in the end as a kind of, um, I don't know, it was almost a Valley girl question. <laughs> it's a, it's really a rhetorical well, question, and your voice has to go down at the end. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that, that was that note, and the only That's other thing—not the valley girl. <laughs> the, the only other note was Troilus. Uh, what will it be very early on? What what if it, if my sense is if my imagination of it is like this? Mm-hmm. What will it be when it's the real thing? not speech. Mm-hmm. I think you just you you sort of swallowed it. What will it be? And I think. I Got think it. you can milk that what will it be more to lead into. And hey, Ross couldn't have sounded
1: like Spicoli in Ridgemont High. <laughs>
3: hey, Jamie. We're um, living in the think?
5: valley, so maybe this was the valley not, not, of Troy and in for precedent. Hey,
3: Jamie, thanks for, uh, I, I didn't want to throw you under the bus, my friend.
1: No worries, man. No, no. That's the fun of it. I mean, you yeah. know. it's not
3: And I, I made a meal of it. And, uh, you know. You did. You did. I did. Because I wanted to, and it, yeah. and I liked it, and get in. Next time I do it, it'll be a throwaway, <laughs> with a small pause.
2: Um, you also left out a word, uh, whereupon, in your next to last. I think it's your last speech. I did,
3: yeah. But since I added one before, I figured we were just. Oh, like so we're calling
2: it even. Trading,
5: yeah. Let's
0: call it a yeah. whole.
2: Thing I out. would just like yeah. to say
3: about the work
2: of the dramaturge that. Number one, he is the complete servant of the director. He's trying to be the servant of the text, but he's also uh, being a servant of the director. And a dramaturge who will try to overrule a director is not going to have a career. So when Jamie says, do it like this, I will always say, do it the way Jamie says. But I will say that after I'm sure that Jamie knows what my point is. <laughs> and then he can decide, and then it's however he wants it to be. So
1: yeah, well, if you're a smart director directing Shakespeare, you have to defer significantly to the dramaturg. You have to, you have to, you know, you, know guys, you have to work together to yes. get, make this. You know, if you if you think the dramaturg is is just there to give pronunciations or you know, send stress and that's it. You're 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 cutting one one arm off. I agree, but the, the point I'm
2: making is the director is best served by taking in what the dramaturge says and then the dramaturge is served by saying now you decide and going with, with what he says. Because you don't what you don't want there's enough tension between actors and director and between actors and text for the dramaturg not to add another layer of conflict and not I don't to know, add I don't the know. layer of conflict with the director. So yes. um, very often I will, when we have a full production, I will work with the director at great length to find out what, where we agree, where we might disagree, what, what I have to say about something. And when he decides or she decides it's going to be like this, and then I have to adjust and go along with that so we don't pull actors in opposite direction. But that being said, the best directors that I've worked with all respect the text and dramaturge or no dramaturge, they really care about what Shakespeare is trying to say and, and the, re, the fruits. Are that we get productions that move us and that mean something, instead of productions that just use Shakespeare to say some particular. You're way. right.
1: You have to. The text has to inform the way. Yes, it has to inform the way. You can't impose a way on the text, uh, or it will be gobbledygook.
2: Bravo! Exactly right.
0: Well, uh, I think that's, uh, that's as good a note as any to, uh, kind of conclude the, the public, uh, portion of this evening. So again, I, I thank everybody that has a- attended. Uh, and, uh, again, I'll just give one more plug that, uh, uh, you can, uh, attend King Lear, uh, Wednesday, October 28th at 5 p.m. And, and, and I will just say one point, you know, Gideon talks about, uh, or mentioned that it, it is, very wonderful in the, in this experience to work with talented actors. And I will say uh, to anyone listening who would like to be part of this, that even good actors show up and learn something over these four weeks, you know, you get oh, even better. Gosh. So, so even if you're, you know, even if you aren't uh, already great uh, you know, it's it's taking this time that you can learn something, and so it, you know you just get better and better week after week. So, um, if, if you think you know everything, crawl <laughs> into a hole <laughs> and cover yourself up. No, no,
3: that wasn't what I was implying. That all no, no, but I'm implying United. that there's all
0: there's yes, always
3: yes. something. No matter how yes. it may seem, there's always something to learn and and guard it. That's, that's about that's a great thing about being an artist and an actor and a director and a drama
0: oh. is that it's it's
3: infinite mm-hmm. that realm mm-hmm. of learning
0: it, there's no end to it absolutely all right well uh thank you again uh for those attending i will uh uh, uh put you back into the uh, theater lobby uh has o- uh, officially graduated on this scene fantastic so all right thanks thanks again everybody for uh, attending hey it's nathan here one more time i uh, hope you really enjoyed that presentation of troilus and cressida And again, quick reminder, you can be part of the next round of The Rehearsal Room. We have five different groups uh, of scenes, directors, professional actors, coaches. Uh, If you want to be part of that, either as an actor or as an audience member, go to workingactorsjourney.com slash rehearsal room. Registration is now open, and you can save 20% uh, through Sunday, March 21st. All right uh really thrilled that we can bring this uh to you uh, you know in this format at least you can you know hear the words as gideon likes to say all the time shakespeare's audience went to go hear a play so uh i would like to think that the words uh, and the work that uh, people are doing in these scenes you know still bring that alive to you it's a little bit like a radio play so uh that's it hope you're having a great day thanks again for tuning in for troilus and cressida and we look forward to bringing you more soon i'm nathan agin and enjoy the journey